Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.I Love Old Time Radio.com. Uh uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear... Hello. ...during another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say that secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on December 19th, 1951... Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is smile. S-M-I-L-E. Really? You bet your life. The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Nice guy. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Well, here I am again with $3,000 for one of our couples. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a young lady, Miss Daphne Carr, and her partner is Mr. William Hopper. Folks... Meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome. Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss uh, Daffy Carr? Daphne, please. Oh, Daphne. Oh, I thought I said Daffy. <laughs> May I ask your age? 21. 21. Uh, that's a ripe old age. Uh, <laughs> uh, shall I keep calling you Daffy? Uh, no, uh, I have several nicknames my friends call me. Just what what nicknames do you have? Could you give us a brief summary of your nicknames? Oh, they call me doll or vitamin or sugar. Well, the whole three are essential. <laughs> Why do they call you vitamin, you? Well, because I used to go out with a pill, and uh, I was always uh, trying to keep everything going and exciting and everything, and he would just sit around and mope more or less, so they called me vitamin. You, you just didn't want to mope with the dope, is that it? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? You wanted to do things that were exciting, like what? Things that are exciting and everything that's vivacious and, oh, lots of excitement. How diggity. Now, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bill Hopper, are you, uh, are you related to Hedda? No, no relation. Grass? No. One thing I do when I don't get my name on the telephone, I 
I said, you know what a grasshopper is? And he says, yes. Well, they leave out the grass and you'll get the rest. And do they do that? Most times. <laughs> you have a pet name, too? Does anybody call you? Vitamin or anything? No, just the Plain Bill. Oh, Plain Bill. Plain Bill. <laughs> where, where were you born? I was born in Wolfhardy's Worthy, England. Would you spell that? W-L-L-F-A-R-D-I-S-W-R-T-H-Y. Now, I remember the other part, Bill. B-I-L-L-L. <laughs> Now, what does uh, Wolf Osworthy uh, mean? That consists of a little village on the boundary line of Cornwall in England. Just a little small town. Well, how long have you been in the United States? Um, since 1906. That's quite some time. 1906. Swine, Swansea, Oxen, Swansea, right? <laughs> it's been 10 years, huh? <laughs> Are you married, Bill? Yes, sir. Why, why did you marry? Did you marry a little father's lady last? No, sir. Who'd you marry? Married a California girl. Married the first girl I was introduced to in America. In California, rather. You were hard to get, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hard to get. How old are you, Bill? 64. Are you really 64? Pretty, pretty soon be 65. Oh, is that so? I thought you were about 50. Wish I was. Well, you don't look it. You're a very vigorous, healthy, young-looking man, and I say that in the name of the Lord Mayor of Wolf Fathersworthy, England. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $3,000 question. But before you do, I want you to pay attention to something real important. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did you drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now at your dealers today. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. Have you driven the beautiful, the new 1952 DeSoto? The new DeSoto is designed for comfort. With chair-high seats, a big, roomy interior, and smooth-riding Auraflow shock absorbers, that help make even the roughest road feel like a boulevard. The new DeSoto is designed for safety, with extra-wide windshield and window areas for better vision, and safety rim wheels to protect your family in case of blowouts. Yes, the new DeSoto is designed for you, and your budget, too. See it. Ride in it. Drive it today at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. The magnificent new 1952 DeSoto. And remember... All dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the value jewel of the low-priced field. All right, now let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, George? Yes, explain, explain the rules. Well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $3,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected major cities of the United States. These cities are all over 100,000 population. Now, here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen? Fifteen. Fifteen? In what state is the city of uh, Charlotte? North Carolina. North Carolina is right. <laughs> On your way, you have $35. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. Now, how much of the uh, $35 will you try this time? 25. 25? 25. 25. In what state is the city of Somerville? S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. Somerville. Do you know? 
get. Take a stab. Jersey. New Hampshire? Oh, you're pretty close. It's Massachusetts. That's a tough question. You now have $10. All right, you've got $10. You're not out of the race yet. Here's your third question. How much of the $10 are you going to bet? Five. In what state is the city of Tampa? All right. Florida. Florida is right. Well, you're on your way again. You have $15. You have $15, and it's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? All. All of it. All? Good. Good. In what state is the city of Duluth? Minnesota. Minnesota is right. <laughs> and you wind up with $30. Put it there, kid. <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We invited some musicians and their wives to the show tonight, Groucho. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. and Mrs. Bill Douglas. And here they are. Hey. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, howdy doody. Hello. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Dorothy and Bill Douglas. Is that, is that right? Yes. That's right. Uh, what shall I call you, Mrs. Uh, Douglas? Dorothy. Do- Dorothy, yeah. And what what is uh, what does Bill call you? Just baby. <laughs> you think he'll always call you baby? I guess so. I hope so anyway. Well, it's a nice endearing name. What do you call Bill? And remember, this is only a half hour program. Slig a puttin'. Yes. <laughs> Well, Slinger Puddin', how are you? <laughs> now, that isn't better than calling a fellow full Wattersworthy or some name like that. Would you mind telling us why you call him Slinger Puddin'? Well, that's short for sugar pudding. That's short for sugar pudding? Yes. That must be lump sugar, I guess. <laughs> well, let's talk music. Uh, I understand you. Uh, what band are you with, uh, Slinger Puddin'? Oh, I play with several bands. Sure. All at once? Oh, no, by that I mean that uh, I'm a freelance musician. I play with a number of bands, and we do casual dates. Casual dates? That's right. Does uh, Baby know about that? (laughs) (laughs) What what instruments do you play? Well, I play the drums. You regard that as an instrument? (laughs) A piece of dead skin stretched over a washtub you regard as an instrument? What are some of the things you have to know how to, uh, to drum? Well, you should know your basic rudiments, such as the various roles. Oh, uh, are there any fine points to drumming? Could you name some of the finer points of drumming? Yes, well, we have finer rudiments, such as the paradiddle, the flam, the flamadiddle, the ratamacue, all their... Uh, all steady there, Bill, steady there. <laughs> Let's take these one at a time, uh. After all, I'm a musician, too. Would you have any objections if I asked you to demonstrate a few of these uh, roles? Well, it's sort of difficult. I, I don't have my drum with me. Oh, well, we sorry. have a drum. Jerry, could we borrow your drum? <laughs> bring up the drum. I brought up three kids. You said you can bring up the drum. <laughs> right around here now. We're going to do this real big league style. If this man pretends... Uh, he's a drummer. We'd like to know something about it. Now, this is Jerry Fielding. This is the director of the orchestra. 
He's uh, not accustomed to carrying a drum. His father was a drummer. He used to sell neckties, but that's the place. <laughs> now, uh, let's see, Bill. Uh, uh, what was it? Let's see. You said something about a Rattamacue. This is a pretty personal thing to say to a man uh, you've just met, but could you describe a Rattamacue in mixed company? What is a Rattamacue? Well, a Rattamacue is a triplet preceded by two grace notes followed by one beat. <laughs> Could you, show, could you show us how a Rattamacue goes? Oh, Rattamacue, well, it sounds just like uh, Rattamacue when I play it on the drum. You know, drumming has changed a lot since, uh, since my day. Back in 76, all I had to do was wear a bandage on my head and whistle Yankee Doodle. <laughs> did you mention before? You had some other curious names that you... Well, we also have uh, Double Flamadiddle, the Double Paradiddle, the Flamadiddle Diddle. <laughs> well, any two-year-old kid would know that. <laughs> but we have very few two-year-old kids in our audience. <laughs> They're all watching Meet the Press. <laughs> could you give us a, 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 a sample Flamadiddle? All right. Flamadiddle is um, a paradiddle with a flam on the first beat. <laughs> well, a flamadiddle sounds like a Rattamacue that's had a tough night. <laughs> you imagine what Shakespeare could have done with that kind of talk, huh? Alas, poor... Uh, alas... <laughs> alas, poor Flamadiddle, I knew him, Rattamacue. <laughs> Whatever happened to Bebop? Alas, poor Bebop, I knew him, Flamadiddle. <laughs> what is Bebop, anyway? Well, that's just cool music. Well, uh, will you get me my overcoat? I'd like to... Know. <laughs> just how cool is Bebop? Eh? Well, it's the coolest... As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is uh, Bebop, uh, Dorothy? Well, just way out. <laughs> you couldn't get it any clearer than that if it's a way out. Well, you're a very nice couple, and you've been most instructive. I've learned a lot tonight about Flamadiddle. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to go on talking to you all night. However, since uh, Bill here is... Uh, what's his name? Sligapudden. Since Sligapudden is full of Rattamacue, I wouldn't be surprised if he beats me out of a lot of money tonight. Now then, we're going to go for the big money. We're, we're going to see... You're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $3,000 question. All you have to do is run your $20 into more than our other couples. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George Fannerman is going to remind our listeners. The first couple, Daphne Carr and Bill Hopper, won $30. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected French words used in the English language. These are all anglicized French words. All right, here's your first question. How much are you going to bet? Nineteen. That's good enough. $19, huh? What is the French word that means a, a first appearance in public? It begins with the letter D. 
debut. That's right. Debut is right. Well, you're off to a great start to have $39. All right. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $39 are you going to risk on this one? Let's see. 38 good enough. How much? 38 she says. Say, you're real cool tonight, aren't you? <laughs> Now, what do you call a lady's bedroom? It begins with the letter B. Boudoir. A boudoir is right. Really on your way, you have $77. Oh, you're a way out, Skinnamadinkle. <laughs> Here's your third question. How much of the 77 are you going to bet? 75. What is the French word that means over-sophisticated or world-weary? It begins with the letter B. Talk it over. You can help me. Take a guess if you don't know. Blase. You should have known that. There's a song, too. A famous song, Blase. Well, that cut you way down. Yes, you now have two dollars. Oh, well, you certainly can't get cool on two dollars. Huh? All right, you have one more chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Bet the two dollars. Bet the two dollars. What is the French word that uh, that means rubbish or wreckage? It begins with the letter D. Debris. Debris is right. I'm sorry that you lost that big one. Wait a minute, how about this? We, uh, we, away, we, no, we certainly cannot let these people go away with $2 in their kick. We're going to give you one more question, answered correctly, and we'll give you $10. Now, think hard and please no help in the audience. Steady? Here we go. What color is orange juice? <laughs> orange is right! <laughs> from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. We, uh, we have a couple of expectant parents next, uh, Groucho. I think you're going to like them. Mr. and Mrs. Tom Snodgrass, I want you to come in and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and, and take home $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mr. and Mrs. Tom Snodgrass, eh? Mrs. Snodgrass, uh, what's your first name? Nadine. That's a very pretty name. Thank you. Sounds like a spot remover. <laughs> How old are you, Nadine? I'm uh, 19. 19, huh? How old are you, Tom? Uh, 21. 21. How long have you been married? Oh, a year and three months. Mr. Fenneman says you're expecting, but he didn't say uh, what. Uh... <laughs> Nadine, uh, what are you expecting? I'm expecting a baby. Well, of all things, huh? <laughs> Say, this is serious. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> How do you feel, Nadine? All right? I feel just fine. The baby oh. isn't due until April. <laughs> Tom, this is the first time we ever had anybody named Snodgrass in the program who's going to have a baby in April. <laughs> Does uh, anybody ever comment on your name? Well, I become quite a fighter when I was young. Most of the kids kid me about my name, and even at work, most people think I'm kidding when I say my name is Snodgrass. What, so, what sort of work do you do? Just going around defending your name? No, 
time a uh, transformer winder to use aircraft. Nadine, uh, were you working when you first heard about the uh, this impending development? Yes, I was. I still am. I work for California Physician Service and Blue Shield Medical Plan. Oh, well, that's pretty handy, huh? <laughs> what would you like to have, a boy or a girl? I think I'd rather have a boy. How about you, Tom? Boy or girl? Oh, it has to be a boy. <laughs> Why? Why are you so insistent on that? Why? Well, I'm the last of the snodgrasses. <laughs> I like to carry the name on. Well, Tom, that's an important project. Uh, of course, you may wind up with 17 girls, but it's, uh, it's worth fighting for. Do you have a pet name for Tom besides Snodgrass? Well, You don't some... call him Skin as your Rumpity, is it? Well, worse than that. Sometimes I call him Spider. Well, that's a nice name for a husband. It's very common, though. Why, why, why do you call him Spider? Did he ask you when it was Paula? Was he always flying around? He's tall and thin, and when he was in high school, he was on the gym team, and he was on the side horse and the long horse, and he looks like a spider when he tumbles. Did he tumble for you on a long horse? (laughs) What's your pet name for Nadine, uh, Spider? Well, I call her Dimples. She's got about nine of them. How did you meet this wretch? <laughs> this is the name he wants to survive and perpetuate. Huh? How did you meet Spider? Well, we went to the same high school, but we didn't know each other very well. Tom graduated before I did and went into the Navy. <clears throat> he came home What once. was that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got a three-act here, and I don't know it. <laughs> So? So, I was waiting for a bus one day, and he came and sat down beside me and asked me for a date. You were standing on the corner waiting for a bus, and he came and sat down beside you? No, I was sitting on the bench. Oh, there was a bench there, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you propose to Nadine after after the bus date, uh, Tom? Uh, no, I didn't. The next day I was shipped to San Francisco for a dry dock and repairs. <laughs> violent day. What kind of repairs? There was repairs on the destroyer. Oh, on the boat, huh? Yeah, on the ship. <laughs> now, Dimples, could you tell us about uh, Spider's proposal? Uh, where did it happen? What did he say? Well, we were in a drive-in movie, and it was in the middle of the Tom and Jerry cartoon. And you, now, don't tell me you were watching the movie. No. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> He wasn't, but she was watching Jerry, huh? <laughs> How did Tom find out about the baby? Did you start eating strawberry ice cream for breakfast? No, I went to the doctor, and the doctor gave me several little pamphlets about babies, and I brought them home and gave them to Tom. And then he had a craving for strawberry ice cream? <laughs> well, you're, you're a lovely young couple, and I wish you the best of luck, all three of you. Or maybe all four of you. (laughs) 
Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, you'll get a chance at the $3,000 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The first couple, Daphne Carr and Bill Hopper, are still ahead with $30. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected uh, resorts of the United States. These resorts and towns are visited by thousands of tourists each year. Now here's your first question. How much of the $20 are you going to try? Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. And what state do you find Lake Placid? New York. New York is right. You're on your way. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $35 are you going to try this time? 30 30 30 In what state do you find Sun Valley? Idaho. Idaho is right. <laughs> you now have $65. $65 is your third question. How much are you going to bet? 60 60 50? 60. 60. 60. In what state do you find Sarasota? Oh. S-A-R-A-S-O-T-A. Talk it over, and if you don't know, take a guess. Michigan? No, I, I'm sorry. It's Florida. Oh. I think some of the teams train there. Now, how you much have they got? Five dollars. Five dollars. Well, three people can't live on five dollars, now, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Five. Five dollars. In what state do you find French Lake? This resort is famous for their mineral springs. Talk it over, and if you don't know, guess. Springs. California? No. It's Indiana. Oh. <laughs> it's right near Indianapolis. Well, we certainly can't let you people go away broke. I'm going to give you one more question. If you get it right, I'll give you $10. Think hard and please no help from the audience. What composer wrote Brahms' lullaby? You know that. Brahms. Brahms is right, huh? I'm sorry. You didn't mean so much. Well, you have lost... You're such a cute couple. Lost all your money. So that means our first couple, Daphne Carr and William Hopper, with $30, in just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $3,000 question. <laughs> Friends, just let me mention one big advantage you get when you take your car for service to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. You see, his shop is fitted out with the latest, most modern tools and equipment to cope with any possible type of job, big or small, and do that job right. And the DeSoto Plymouth dealer mechanics who use these tools and this equipment know exactly what they're doing. They're highly trained men, not only experienced, but well-trained. Every so often... DeSoto Plymouth dealer servicemen are given factory-supervised training courses. This way, they keep abreast of the latest methods of servicing your car. Now, such training in factory methods is valuable even to the expert mechanics who combine new knowledge with past experience to assure you of a top service job every time. Well, naturally, the more skilled a man is, the better his work and the faster he does it. And this saves you money. Top service... Expert attention to your car. Yes, and courtesy, too. That's what you'll find wherever you see the famous sign of better service. The friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. (laughs) 
And here is Daphne Carr and Bill Hopper, the winning couple, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $3,000 question, Groucho. Here we go for $3,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. I'm sure everyone has heard of the Hall of Fame, the famous memorial to great Americans. But do you know where it is? It's located on the campus of a great university. For $3,000, where is the Hall of Fame located? What's the answer you two have decided upon? Washington. No, I'm sorry. It's New York University, huh? <laughs> That's the correct answer. New York University. So that means the big question next week will be worth $3,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won a lot in the quiz. How much did they win? $30. $30. Huh? Congratulations and a very Merry Christmas to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. I'm sorry. next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $3,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the 1952... DeSoto! Folks, here's a reminder that the Christmas seals you put on your cards and packages will support the fight against TB all next year. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Well, in our last very exciting episode, the wonderful white-winged warrior was granted an audience with the High Lama of the wondrous land of Shangri-La. Speaking on behalf of director Daryl Fanick, the feathered fighter and Adele Epic, who speaks fluent Tibetan, requested the High Lama's permission to film a motion picture in Shangri-La. In reply to this request, the High Lama told the winged warrior two things. The High Lama says never call this here place Shangri-La. Every time he hears that name. Oh, yes, oh, oh. This is your first 
person is 115 years old. And although I have threatened to take away his gong, I really can't do it. Because he's a lot bigger than I am. My lover added to this. So therefore, I bid you welcome to Hot Springs. And then the High Lama informed the strangers in Hot Springs that they could shoot their movie only if the winged warrior agreed to fight the wicked witch of the West, who was giving them a lot of trouble. So what's your answer, winged warrior? How should I answer His Royal Highness, the respected High Lama of Hot Springs? Uh, dear grand person. Super lamb gob. Okay. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum. Right, bum bum. Well... With the feathered fighter having said pom-pom, the entire company of players unpacked their bags in a hot springs motel and waited for the winged warrior to return from his fight with the wicked witch of the West. And after traveling west several days, the winged warrior arrived at a small Himalayan village where it was said by many the wicked witch lived. Wicked Witch of the West? Come in, come in. Oh, thank you. Are you the Wicked Witch of the West? Well, that's for me to know and you to find out. Okay. In the meantime, have a cup of lizard wine with me. Oh, fine, thanks. Wow. Could this be the witch? Would the good fairy princess offer lizard wine? Listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Well, no big winners this week. In fact, it seemed that Groucho was not interested in talking to that first couple as it went quickly into the questions. Interesting fact about the show is that during the beginning of the series, the show was performed live, but eventually they were recorded in 60-minute segments and then edited down to about 26 minutes, which made Groucho more at ease because there were times where nothing was funny or interesting, and he knew that those would never make it to air. It's now time for listener comments and questions. And Mary writes on Facebook, sometimes the contestants came back at Groucho with real zingers, like Babs last week. You're telling me? Makes me wonder if they fed them the lines to get the laugh from the audience. Well, Mary, according to director Bernie Smith, the contestants were not coached. They were told to be themselves, speak up, and not be afraid to talk back. The reason for such entertaining guests were the screenings ahead of time. 200 prospective contestants would show up each week, 20 of them would be interviewed by staff, and only 6 of them were chosen. And Groucho was never part of these screenings. He never met the guests prior to the show. All he was told was their occupation, and occasionally that the contestants had a truly unusual background. But thank you for writing, Mary. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. 
Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.